It usually helps when I press the start button before the intro ends. But hey, good morning, everybody. How are you doing today? I am James, joined by Chris, the Coffee Knight, and this is the Game Will Play Itself podcast. Will may or may not be here later. We don't know, but we'll see. But anyways, Chris, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing all right. Mm. Pretty calm week. Pretty calm week. I'm just trying to make sure that uh, Dolly doesn't eat up a, a credit for rendering in like 15 pixels. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know like that we, we have been starting to dabble with AI imagers. Oh, stuff. it does. That sucks. Okay. So how do you get credits? That's a good question. You have to pay for them, right? Um, some of them, it depends on the service. Um, let's, okay. I guess this is our first segment. Yeah, let's just talk about it. Let's just dive right into it. So I gotta, I gotta open up with the very first piece of information. And that is that AI generated art itself is not protected under any semblance of copyright. So that's a thing. So if anyone comes at you for AI-generated art going, hey, 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 you can't do that. That's a commercial license. And you go, mm, ha, no, it's not. It's public domain. AI-generated art is all public domain. Um, this is a recent ruling. So that's that's something important to note. So you can have um, an AI-generate art for your podcast stream and various other services. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> there are a lot of different... Um, methods, places to, to get these things. A lot of different websites, a lot of different um, programs. There is one called Stable Diffusion, which you can actually download and use yourself. You have unlimited access to. It uses your own hardware to generate everything. Um, you may want a kind of slightly beefy uh, machine because AI-generated art is computationally expensive. Um, so basically... But if you want to, do, if you want something to do overnight that isn't, uh, that isn't upload or render, uploading and rendering anything or bit bit mining. Yeah. Send me the link to that. I have a I have a relatively computationally powerful computer that can handle something like that. Um. Yeah. It's it just it's just Google Stable Diffusion. And it's like the first GitHub. Ah, Stable Diffusion um, AI. Yep. Beep. Holy shit, the image that they have on the main screen. Yep. Fuck. Corn, good morning. How are you doing? You good? Everything do everything well? So now, if you're using a different platform... Um, there is only one that is totally free that I've seen, and that's Crayon, spelt with an A-I-Y-O-N. Uh, so it's C-R-A-I-Y-O-N. Um, those guys took Dolly Mini, which was a smaller version of the Dolly uh, OpenAI bot, which does this. Which, uh, Dolly 2 is just a pain in the ass to work with sometimes, because it just doesn't follow its prompts entirely. Sometimes it'll be like, alright, yeah, I want a photorealistic illustration. And then it goes, mm, you want, like, a Van Gogh? 
Um, and you're like, no, I don't. <laughs> um, so any other platform, you'll be running around utilizing some semblance of a credit system, which is you pay for using their platform to generate the art. And it's usually pretty snappy. Um, I don't know how quickly Stable Diffusion functions, but it's on your own system, so it goes as fast as your own system goes. Um, Dolly 2 takes somewhere between um, 6 and 25 seconds. Um, and then there you have some other samples, like Mid Journey, which is... Uh, Entirely pay for. You have 25 free renders. Um, and it renders... It counts the first block of four as one render, luckily. So when it renders out a block of four, that counts as one render. Which is true for almost all of them. Night Cafe is another one that does daily free. You can yeah. do... I got like eight credits. free tokens. Yeah. And they also have, like, achievements on there, so if you do stuff, if you, if you interact with their community, you get tokens that you can use to, to continue their system. So basically, the more you actually, like, play with them, the, the better it is for, for you. Um, but basically, it's just a method of them being able to monetize using their hardware. Damn. AI generated art, yeah, is is pretty wild. Um, that is to say, it there is uh, concern, like conversation being uh, about like, will artists be replaced by AI? The long answer is complicated, but no. The short answer is no. Um, this is fantastic for short, like one-off things. It's great for quick output and it's relatively inexpensive but if you want something meaningful with a lot of like depth to it you're going to want to pay someone to uh to do everything for you so i've just... i've i've Go created while well, we've been talking on on night cafe two uh, two images and i've had one save of just doing the game won't play itself in different styles um mm -hmm. I'm going to pull them up on the screen here so you guys can see what we've been doing. Um, one was in like a classic oil painting one. Um, we'll also show them the cyberpunk one because obviously, you know, I showed Chris that. Let me make sure I've got the right display captured. Yep. So they won't see the porn. <laughs> so this is... I told the system to look up the game won't play itself in a traditional oil painting. And this is what it came up with. Which I think is kind of fucking awesome. <laughs> like, this weird, decrepit, like, to me, like, I look at this and be like, this is, uh, Chris will know, this is, like, kind of like the New World docks in the RPG we just played. Oh, yeah. Really weird, but I love it. Um, this is. The game won't play itself in a cyberpunk fashion, which I think the guy is just missing the logo on the back of his jacket. And like, pretty much, 
Like, this is... I'm, I'm surprised Scandroid isn't going to call me to ask for uh, the copyright to this. <laughs> right? Like, this looks like... This looks he, like... He can't copyright it. He, yeah. This is like... This is this is this looks like a synthwave album cover. And it really I, does, and I really like it. And I, I yeah, I love everything about this. Um, I've done two more, just using Tig Whippies. So this is Tig Whippies in a cyberpunk fashion, and wow, <laughs> like it's pretty insane. I yeah. don't. I don't know. A lot of these are really bad at words. So, like, when you actually have something that requires text, it garbles it massively poorly. It doesn't understand what words are. Yeah. Sometimes it'll throw the letters of the words in there, but it won't necessarily make a word. It's hilarious. I love it. I think this is cool. I don't know what it is, but I love it. it like, it's like some kind of weird futuristic city slash vendor machine. And then the last mm -hmm. one I did is uh, the game won't play itself as a synth wave. And um, yeah, once again, it looks like it's a it's an album cover of a of a of a synth wave album. It's pretty great. But like just like for here, like you do create more control, more composition and aesthetic. Beautiful images from text props. So, like, we'll choose this one. And we can do oil painting, cosmic, sinister candy. Like, they have a bunch of different ones. Um, I'm going Yeah, to Night Cafe has a lot of options. They're, they do... What they're really about is they're a print service. So, they, they run the server, but their real money comes out of the prints that you can buy from them directly. Yeah, and, like... I, to be honest, like that that cyberpunk one of this game will play itself. I would I would buy a print of that. It just looks awesome. So it this is, is very cool. Yeah, like that is that is a print. I would buy even this is a print I would buy. Like like that just like it's like a fantasy book cover. All right. So this is creating the Roderick Fairmont portrait. And then, once again, this is pretty quick as far as it like is. AI it's, stuff. It's very quick. Oh. Um I had a discussion about um about this with a with another friend who's uh who's an artist and like I obviously as as artists people will have mixed feelings and they'll also be very like nervous about the slippery slope of it, but the main point of it is that it's pumping out a soulless product it's yeah. wild it's crazy it's trippy it's great for like iterating ideas really quick because you can also um you can also uh do a bunch of stuff with um what's it called oh i'm drawing a blank my brain is not functioning you can also do a bunch of stuff with um uploaded stuff it, yeah yeah like you can you can upload the image to it and then like create more on top of it exactly and so, it'll take the the image it has and it'll like use the elements of it and almost like a wave function collapse is like my best description of it because it doesn't like wholly 
like use all the elements of the picture but it, it'll like if you throw in a photograph of yourself it'll use the parts that it sees and can recognize as parts but that doesn't necessarily mean it'll like make anything yeah it's 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 interesting like i i see myself and this is like me as a as a person as a streamer and stuff like that like if i need something quick and snappy for like a thumbnail or something Absolutely. Like this, this is where I'm gonna go to do something like that. If it's something for like a long running series or something for a project or something that I want, I'm hiring an artist. I mean, we we have Absolutely. been we have been very clear that almost all the artwork that we have on the show is either created okay. by us or we have outsourced to artists. And I have I can tell you that from the guy who has paid the artists, um, I tend to overpay them. <laughs> Tip your artists, even yeah. if they don't want it. Pay yeah. them more. Exactly. Like I, <laughs> I pay. Um, when we got our, but then don't be an asshole about it. Yeah, just, when, just do it. When we got our, when we got our one of one image done, a bunch of images done. The guy is like, okay, it's like twenty five quid, and I gave him like forty five quid, and the guy goes, no, I can't accept this. I'm like, shut up. I said like, you like you value your whore mouth and take it. Well, no, I said like. <laughs> It said, you valued your work at X. I value your work at X. So I'm paying you for what I value your work at. And he goes, okay, I'll just give you a discount on the next piece of art. And he did. And then I paid him what the original price was going to be. And the same tip on top of it. It's just like, (laughs) shut up and take it. Like, you guys are severely. This is yours and you're going to love it. Artists are severe. Artists on the internet are severely underpaid for what they've done and have underappreciation. And, um. Unless they're drawing porn, <laughs> at which point, God bless <laughs> you. There's a strangely large valuation of porn. God bless you. Um, um, but at the same time, it's just like you know, tip your artist. Don't ever ask an artist to do something for clout. It just is not a good thing. Like they no, pay them. You'd be surprised Absolutely. too. Like like we've had some art drawn for us for very reasonable prices. Like you, you you get a good artist and like like you'd be surprised. Like you're thinking like you know we've had stuff drawn for us and done for us and like you know our original like logo and like you know the the, the Tig Whippy Swan stuff like that. Um, it's it's like. You know, like our logo, I had a, I, when the guy with the graphics design was doing it and he developed it, like he did it, he did it in like 10 minutes. And then like, I was next to him and I said, how do you want me to pay you? And I'm like, cause I'm willing to pay you cash and this, and he's like, kind of hungry. Do you want to just take me out to dinner? It was a $16 hamburger at Red Robin. That's how much our logo, <laughs> that's how much the various, like the blue, the red, the green, with like the, that's how much our logo cost me was a $16 hamburger at Red Robin. And honestly, it worked. Yeah. It's all about the community. And the problem with ours is a lot of competition and they're scared out of losing out of commissions. I get that. I absolutely very get true. that. It's very true. But at the same time, that means if you have an artist that you like and you build a rapport with them, there's no reason why you shouldn't like do that now the big thing that you can kind of see and chris you may be able to speak about this and i know i i do this because i have a creative process um is that anybody who does anything creative it takes time and that's the big killer for a lot of artists is that like if you get a good artist and they are filled commissions if you need something at promptly 
they may not be able to do that for you because they have other commissions and other time stuff. Or just sometimes somebody who's creative takes more time to do things. It happens, right? Like mm -hmm. it's part of the creative Art process. Does take time. Yeah. Um, you look at the AI generated stuff. You get something weird and funky, but bang, it's there and it's quick and you can have it. So like, that's how I see some this lo looking like there's a, there's a place for this. And the other thing too, is that like, because we've talked about it, like AI images are not copywritten, right? hundred percent sure of that. What's you as an artist is using an AI image as a word prompt in a sense. Use an AI thing to generate something and then you build on top of it. Much like guys going out buying oil paintings at estate sales and make drawing Star Wars all over them. Right? It's just a it's just a prompt. You can use that as a prompt and draw your inspiration or draw on top of the image and then make it your own. That is probably the most useful thing out of all of this. I, I discussed this as well with, um, because I'm, I'm frequently in contact with artists. I talk to, to plenty of people and I have a lot of friends who are both like concept artists, uh, just general artists, people who, who do 3D work. Um, this is an exceptional prototyping tool. You throw in the general gist of what you want and you can grab bits and pieces for just like, all right. Um, like, I don't know what to do for the backdrop of my thing, if you're in an art block, anything like that. This is a great tool to help mitigate some of that, uh, that point falling short. Yeah. Like, I just need, or I have a block, because you can just type in words into this thing and then see what comes mm -hmm. out. So you can always just type in the words of, like, what you're trying to create into it and see what it comes back at you with. And then maybe that sparks something for you for you to be, move on with your creative process. Exactly. So I I think I think if once again people will abuse this because people do that's what happens. Mm -hmm. It doesn't worry me about the error. It's not that it's going to replace you exactly. What people are going to forget is how long real art takes. It's difficult. <laughs> Uh, high crafty and yeah absolutely and the thing is too like whenever i have commissioned artists to do anything like the time scale has been that i've said because when, when you're negotiating the price what the project is what you're expecting from them you know updates along the way if they're happy with it, you're not really happy with it when when are you paying them some up front some at the end uh, i've been lucky enough to be able to pay them all at the end um, because I had, I have had good relationships with them, but the big thing is I always tell them, they say, well, what's your timeline? And my timeline for them has always been whatever works for you because you're the artist. I'm not one to, I can't judge your creative process. Um, so I don't want you to stress over this. I want you to create the best art you can, but at the same time, like, you know, we asked one artist to create an image for us like two years ago before the pandemic and he remembered of it. But what happened was, is that he got commissioned to do um, like actual like corporate work and, you know, like video, some video game work, which paid a lot more. And he basically said, listen, this is going to take me a long time. And I said, does it pay more than us? And he goes, yeah. And I said, then it takes more priority. You need to eat and pay your bills. Like, 
I know how much I'm paying you for what I am. Like, I don't mind. The time scale for me is whenever. So do that. And then, you know, we didn't hear from him for a little while because pandemic and things happened and things went on. And I just kind of thought he forgot about it. And then like a few months ago, I got an email, by the way, here's the first sketch of your art. And I'm like, oh, wow, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely cool. So yeah, we have to remember you quality art and human art is something because the, here's the big thing that an AI is never going to be able to do, or if it is going to be able to do it, it's going to take a long time to get there is that a human artist is going to be able to almost specifically nail what you want them to. You're going to be able to give them a prompt and they're going to be able to, within a reasonable certainty with their style, get what you want. And AI won't do that. And AI gives you weird fucked up shit, which is cool, but may not necessarily yeah. be what you want. This is the thing to remember about the AI. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Is the thing to remember about the AI is that when we make things and we go, oh, this is so cool, look at what it made, it's a lot of like, we're not expecting anything useful at all. It's literally just like, oh, here's a thing that we threw the words into. Okay, great. So it's very much a case of whatever, whatever comes out, comes out. With an actual artist, we're also sitting down and going, all right, this is something we distinctly want. We have to be able... We, yes, we have to give them the prompt, and yes, they have to come up with the thing. But an artist who is aligned with you, not necessarily good, not necessarily bad, but like with what you're looking for, an artist who understands that will be able to give you the product that you want. But an AI... Art generator will only be able to give you the type of product that you can describe. And whether or not that's something you actually want or not is a different story. And see, that's that's important to, to note here. Because there have been plenty of times where I have... Like, I, I have a general idea of what I want. But, like, I need the artist's help to, like, bring what they I need specifically out of me. If that makes any sense. Like, yeah, like I have an idea, but like, I don't know. And I need somebody with that creation, with that vision, with that forward thinking, this, with that, what creative genius that makes them an artist to pull that out. Because let's be honest, if I could, if I had that, I would be making the art myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think the thing is, and you know, depending on how you educate the AI, absolutely. And that this is absolutely. And I think once again, we have to realize it's it's interesting. It's great. I think it's gonna cool go cool. I am worried about like teaching AI to make music and stuff because I think it's just gonna be a mash of shit. Um, but I think this is like it's a it's a great tool. It's a cool tool. And I think I think if we all look at it for what it is, a passing curiosity or something that can be used to help you and your stuff, like with our image, um, 
I think it can be something that can be used to help going forward. Yeah. If now, I had the video. For, for music, here's the thing. Again, under copyright law, AI generated music falls into public domain. I'm perfectly okay with this. Yeah. Um what my main concern in is is not um is not so much uh that we're going to encounter things with weird things with music because weird things with music is always cool and it always turns out weird because that's how it functions music is just a strange thing so i have to do one weird one funny more meme uh, I'm pulling back up the Night Cafe image of the cyberpunk dude. Uh, and I just yep. have to play this part of the song. Chris, you're going to laugh at this if you hear this on stream. This is what I hear when I see this image. Now. With, um, so AI generated sounds, the main concern I have is if it goes into the territory, uh, I mean, when, not if, but when people go into the territory of, um, AI generated voices, because then you get into the slippery slope of being able to mm. mimic somebody's voice and generate, you know, false existing things. Um, the issue we have with this is that we'll use drum synthesizers since the eighties. I believe was the uh, the decade that the sound engineer described it as. Um, since the '80s, drum synthesizers have been indistinguishable from real drum sets, unless they have been purposely left to be identical. They can modify and mimic the sound of a real drum based on the pressure of the key press or the pressure of the input, without any distinguishing capacity between real and fake. When you get to that point with voices where you can't distinguish real from fake, even through, like, software designed to try and detect it, that's when we get into the dangerous territory with that, and that's where the big concern with that type of technology comes in. I'm all for voice modulators, because you can do things like VR chat, where you can play characters um, in roleplay type situations, you can do, like, VR LARPs and do that, and be able to portray yourself as the character with the voice as well. So, like, I'd be able to, you know, if I was playing a dragon for a VR LARP, I'd be able to add a voice modulation that makes my voice sound like a giant dragon. I think that's awesome. I think that is very cool. But things like, oh, what's it called? Oh, God, I was looking at it the other day. It was in a news article. It's, um... It's a, it is a voice modulator that basically you upload a voice file, it listens to the voice, and it readjusts it to sound like either um, like a narrator voice or a woman's voice or an anime girl voice. I have, um, I have a, uh, I got this for um, the F1 streams, is I have a radio button now that changes my output. Now, Chris, you won't hear it because it's only output to stream. Uh, yep. It makes it sound like I am an old-timey radio, but it's so it'd be like, you know, if I'm communicating to the driver, like... Uh, you are driving too slow. You need to speed up. Please confirm. And there it is. Give me two seconds. Yeah, I use the very same thing. I'm just... I just... 
you know, boot my thing, and now I have my telephone voice, and it sounds like I'm using a shitty, like, 1990s telephone. That sort of shit. That's awesome. Like a griffin that wants to sound with <laughs> very fair. Detroit Become Human is a very interesting thing. Um, but yeah, no, like, so at the moment, we're at a very interesting point. Uh, I want to talk at the point of Detroit Become Human because uh, if we can create artificial life that seems close enough to human life, then what does that mean for laws such as copyright? Is it the copyright of the creator of the machine? Is it the machine's copyright? Is it public domain? If so, how does that make the machine feel? That type of circumstance. Like, it, it becomes a very interesting conversation. Um, I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't give you any real definitive answer. I do think if we get to a point where we get robots that are, like, indistinguishable from human, then we're going to end up hitting something where we're going to need to revise copyright to include that. Maybe the question of copyright on a whole needs to be questioned. I, see, here's the thing. I don't think copyright on a whole needs to be questioned. I think the baseline concept is good. The producer of a work owns the work. And people taking the work violate that. I think that is important. I think the protections of that is very important. Because otherwise you get shit like... Um, it wasn't DeviantArt. It was somebody... There was somebody who was stealing pictures off of DeviantArt and just selling, like, merchandise with it on it. And these other people had their own merchandise for it. But because they were stealing the things uh, already, then they didn't get any of the royalties for it. Yeah, it was, it was, it's happened a lot. It's, it's not just one instance either, which is very unfortunate. But, um, that's the whole, like, that's the general purpose for copyright and for patents, it's the same thing. It's just protecting your capacity to do the thing with the patent. So, like, if I were to invent a new method of brewing coffee, um, I wouldn't... I, I would be protected if I patented because other people would not be able to copy that without having to get my clearance for it. So if I didn't want, say, General Mills to use that system of brewing coffee that I generated they wouldn't be allowed to without paying me exorbitant amounts of money. And if I find out that they do, I can make them pay up and force them to, to give me the cash that they owe me for violating that. They can also get in huge other trouble with fines and things beyond just what I'm pulling for myself to protect my, uh, my concepts here. So, like, the concepts of copyright, patent, and all of that they are very important. Do I think that there should be a lot more openness for things to access the public domain? Absolutely. I do think there should be a lot more, at the very least, willingness to pass things into the public domain. Um, we're at a strange point where a lot of things 
we have so much content existing that when people are generating something, it's very hard to manage the copyrights to that. So there, oh, this is actually, huh, huh, copyrights, Twitch, YouTube, holy shit, there's a whole huge shitstorm going on right now with all of this. I think the general copyright duration should be changed. The duration is just too long. I don't, I don't think it's too long because it, it does basically protect for a lifetime. Um, I think that there should okay, be some leeway for, welcome back. We're on a huge, huge binge about copyright, like the importance of copyright and the importance of things like patents and trademarks. Trademarks are an interesting one. They're just an extra extension of copyright. So I think there's more argument for, um, for abandoning trademark than there is for copyright. So trademark is, is basically a patent on a work of art. Same thing, general concept, basically the same thing. Um, it's so that you cannot monetize that. When the artist is still alive, sure, but most are now in the hands of companies as a, as a result don't really expire anymore. That's where I'm in agreement. I, I don't think the, the current way it gets transferred, I think is really garbage. And I think renewal is really garbage. I don't think that necessarily it should be like, if a work is created for a company or by a company, I think that the company should have the hand of the copyright. But like, let's say James writes a hit song. I don't think that Tig Whippies should own the copyright to that unless James specifically wants that to be the case. In which case it's not a work for from James, it's a work for Tig Whippies. If I write a hit then, song, it's going in trust. <laughs> <laughs> then, the main issue we face with how the current copyright system works is that so long as Tig Whippies keeps using the song, it will never expire, and it's a company, so it will never die. If it created for a company, wouldn't it be a trademark? Not necessarily. Um, take a look at video games. Almost all video games are not trademarked elements. I think Master Chief might be trademarked. I think um, Commander Shepard might be trademarked. Might, keyword. And that's because they're on the cover of the game. It's a lot harder to get a trademark pass through. I mean, let me be very, very clear about a copyright. The moment you make something, the moment it is published, that means the moment you are done putting pen to paper, it is copyrighted. And it is under your copyright rights on a global agreement. So this is beyond just, this is a huge UN agreement that goes beyond the span of just the US, beyond the span of the UK, is a huge, huge layer of protection. Beyond that, additional laws in the US protect and punish for violation. That's where it boils down to is that individual countries will manage how they handle violations of copyright. But a trademark is a lot harder to get. A trademark does take time, it has to be registered, and it doesn't fall under the same protections under this global umbrella. Trademarks tend to be country to country. So, like, if we trademark to the Tig Whippies logo, which I don't think we can, I'm pretty sure that symbol is public domain. 
No, that was might be able to... no that that was generated by somebody individually. No, no, the the power symbol. Yeah, yeah. The the IO power symbol is public domain, if I recall. Um that specific picture, if someone used that specific picture, then we can hit them with violating copyright. Um if somebody did a different version of that picture or used a power uh, power button for their um, icon for something else, we can't do shit because it's a public domain thing. And not like we really would anyways, so Spook. long as they're not... Hey, like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> the real reason why anyone started doing anything with this is that you'd have knockoff brands that cheapen the concept of the actual brand. So that's what Trademark protects. So if we trademark to this... We could go to anyone who is cheapening the brand of Tig Whippies by using a power logo and being shitty. We can say, hey, you cannot use that logo anymore. You are cheapening our brand. Sorry, it just, it just made me think of like cheapening the brand. Hey, nobody cheapens the name of Tig Whippies except Tig Whippies. Except Tig Whippies. We're the only ones who make ourselves worse. <laughs> you don't need to do it for us. We're perfectly capable on our own. Yeah, exactly. Don't, <laughs> that is our shtick. Don't take this away from us. Now you're violating our copyrights by taking our shtick. <laughs> um, so this there's a huge lawsuit going on right now between um what was it? It was like community channel and RT which is a Russian news network paid for by the Kremlin. Um, as far as the information that is provided, as far as the indicators that YouTube posts on them, um, but basically there's a back and forth of uh, Community Channel was publishing videos about like uh, J.P. Morgan and other historical people, and RT stole clips from their videos and I think scripts from their videos too I don't know how extensive I was kind of not paying attention because I was working while I was listening but this is a very fine example they did a lot of work to put in to create these visuals and there is a uh, a channel out there that is taking their visuals and claiming them as their own and that is what copyright protects against so when we're saying AI has no right to copyright that's a big statement to make, but also it's very important to remember companies don't own those. They own the means of generating the images, but the end product, the image itself is not protected under these rights. So you can use the image for whatever you want. It's public domain. The method of getting there is a different story that can be proprietary that can fall under something like a patent because it's not an actual work of art itself. It's not a, it's not the, uh, the copy. They can keep that under patent, not trademark, they can trademark the name, but they can patent it because it's a means of production. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, so in a sense, like the images, the thing creates is not protected. But the algorithm that creates the images is protected. Mm -hmm. There's one algorithm that is used extensively in game design that is patented, if I recall. 
I gotta double check. It might not be patented, but I know it's you have to pay to use it. Um, but it's the Perlin noise generation method. Or not the not the Perlin. It was simplex. It was the simplex noise generation method. And it was a very specific algorithm to generate noise, like fuzz, like the textures on things. When you have a randomly generated level with varying heights, all it does is it tells you, like, all right, is this pixel black, gray, and white? And if it's gray, how gray? That's all. That is literally all it does is it generates a number between negative one and one. <laughs> But that itself, the process of getting to that randomly generated number between negative one and one, can be patented. And then protected and then sold. So the main thing is that a big company like, um, I'm trying to think of who actually uses Simplex Noise. I don't think Unreal uses it. No, Unreal does use it. So a big company like Unreal who wants to use that method would go to the guy who owns it and go, hey, I want cash for it. I mean, like, this is very... Most of you guys, I'm sure, already understand this, but this is a great primer for why these things are in place. They can't just go in and say, I'm going to give you $500,000 and you're going to give me that straight up. It becomes a negotiation and they have to agree with it. And at any given point, the owner of the patent can go, no, I... I revoke your right to do this. Even in a contract, they still have some capacity to say, no, I revoke your right to do this. That's one thing a lot of people don't think about in contracts, is that there are a lot of ways to get out of contracts too. And a lot of things that are signed into contract are unenforceable. Mm-hmm. If it violates a law or violates your rights, it's unenforceable. So, for example, if I had a contract saying that the picture up on the screen... The picture up on the screen is 100% my copyright. 100%. That is owned by me. That is 100% mine. And if I said, James, I don't want that up there anymore. Take it down. James has no right to be able to say no. If he does, he's being an asshole. Par for the course. <laughs> and if he keeps it up there, I can now sue James. Because he's using that image without my permission. Even if we had a contract saying he can use it for four years, but the copyright stays mine. I can do whatever I want with the copyright. I may be able to lessen the amount that I can get out of him with the contract. But he'll still have to take it down because I've revoked the right, even in a contract. We now thought we'd you, have nothing course, to talk about today. <laughs> we, we generally, we literally went like, oh yeah, we got Overwatch and like, hey, I made this AI thing. And now we're sitting here going over like how copyright functions <laughs> and how patents function and like why they're important and why AI being public domain is important. So now here's something to think about. If you have a puppy and you put a little tiny, cute, little non-toxic 
puppy safe, little paints on the ground, and a big old canvas, and you let them run through the little paints. You don't own that work. That's a work of public domain. <laughs> That's one of the funniest components to this, is like, if you gave a bird a paintbrush and he just slapped some paint on a piece of paper, it's public domain. Oh, I do want to double back to Korn's comment about if it was created for a company, wouldn't it be trademark? Um, I'm going off of what I know for the U.S. trademark system. If the U.K. has a system where a copyright made for a company is called a trademark, I don't know how it works in the U.K. I will be 100% honest. I do not know how it works in the U.K. I have to know how it works as a business owner in the U.S. <laughs> I mean, I don't have to, but it's really important for me to know. Now, let's use a very interesting example. Something that I'm actually working on. Let's say you take AI-generated art, and you put it on a card, put a little border around it, and add some text. That new component added to it is now copyrighted. Anyone can utilize the image within the border, but not the border itself and not the rest of the card. So that falls under copyright. But the initial image doesn't because you're transforming enough of it to turn into something that is a different work. So no one would be able to take the rest of the card and swap it out with a different AI-generated image and say it's theirs. So things like collectible card games using AI-generated art now have an interesting standing. Depends, uh, would that not depend on which license the AI would have been made? No, the product doesn't matter. The method does. The output is public domain. The process of getting there doesn't. <clears throat> now, there are some semblance of license usages. So, like, the things that we're actually paying for is the access to the algorithm to make the product. So when you're going into, for example, Dolly, if you go into Dolly, uh, utilizing commercial purpose, they have a different license to use the algorithm than if you're to go in for personal stuff. So I think Crayon is a good example. Crayon is a very, very, very clear policy. It is if you're making under a million dollars, they don't give a shit. But if you're making more than a million dollars, you got to reach out to them and you got to start talking because you're using their process to create things that you are selling. You're no longer licensing the... You're not licensing the product at all. Those photos are still all public domain. But you are now utilizing the patent element of it in order to... What? I didn't know you were so passionate about patents. Bella <laughs> <laughs> just started making little barks. I was like... But only when I said patent. Um, you're utilizing the patent element of it. You're utilizing the pipeline and means of production to get 
that product. And that's what they're going to be licensing. Just like how Unreal Engine, um, if you're making less than a certain amount of money or any of that, you don't have to pay for the license to utilize the stuff, the components that they're running, the code that they built. The method of getting the end product, the game, you still own the full game. But the code used to get the game to the people, that is, sub is, is licensed. So if you were to take literally all of the same components, everything, one-to-one, -one, and change all of the code of the backend, mind you, that would be incredibly difficult. That's its own fucking wild concept of, like, ship of Theseusing a game engine. Um... If you were to one-for-one one transfer everything so that the game looks, feels, moves, runs completely identical in every way except that the code was no longer written by uh, Epic Games, they can't claim anything on the game. That was the end of that statement. I just had to drink and I started building up towards another point, but I didn't have one. Copyright law. There we go, folks. That's that. <laughs> so, Chris, what video games are you video game? Oh, I've been playing League of Legends. I've been, video, I've been playing League. Video game. Shit. It's the same shit for the past 10 years. Video, video game, game podcast. podcast. <laughs> Oh my god. What what even are we? Video game podcast. Like, we are, I guess. <laughs> the funny part uh, is the people watching uh, <laughs> the, pe the people watching were actually giving us informant asking informative questions on the subject yes, matter. No, I first and foremost, Corn Crafty, thank you guys so much for being active in chat. It's wonderful. <laughs> we love seeing it. It's very helpful. It helps us figure out what the fuck we're doing over here. Okay. We love you guys. Big shoutouts. This, mind you, this discussion came from the same people who brought you an entire two-hour show where we were making jacking off and gas station jokes for two oh, hours. There you go. It's same people. It's like there is there is a wide variety of things. This you never know where you're gonna land on this show. Don't think copyright is easier to comprehend than bloody open source licenses? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, like, don't even get us started on that. Oh, boy. Jesus. <laughs> Will's going to listen back to this thing and be like, what did they talk about the entire time? <laughs> Every week it's like a new show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so, Corn. Uh, I've missed everything that James said about, but what are you telling copyright law is easy compared to the bloody open source licenses? Okay. Open source licenses are literally the tacked on element of saying, we own the code. It's ours. It's all ours. And we don't give a damn who uses it. That's the premise of it. Some of them are really weird. Some of them are like, yeah, you have to use it as an open source thing. Nine times out of ten, nobody gives a shit. Um, I'll be blatantly honest about that. I'll, I gotta double check. I gotta reread some of them. Um, the license that is the best and clearest would be Creative Commons. 
if you want to create something that other people share and do so openly, Creative Commons 4.0 share alike non-commercial license. Super easy. It's CC 4.0 uh, SA uh, NC or NCSA. All you have to do to tag something and then add a link. Listening <laughs> a good comment thanks to the power of ADs by Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Welcome to Tig Whippies, brought to you by Amazon Web Services. Oh my god. AWS. God damn. Technically true. Yeah, yeah, not not fake. Not incorrect. Though we are um, using we are using OBS Studio, which mm -hmm. is open source. Yep. It's, it's, Let's take a look at the, the OBS license. It's, it's very, very, very loose. It's, it's it's very loose. It's very clear. But here, um, I want to see help. Uh, GPL2V. So I'll throw a link into the chat. Uh, where did I put the chat? There you are. Yep. It, it's it's a pretty pretty long thing. It's basically you can. Make copies of the source code as you receive it. Uh, you can modify any any of it um, and redistribute however you like, so long as uh, you you state that you have changed it. Um, charged all the. You're not selling it to third parties outside of that license. And let's see. Basically, you're just not selling the, the same thing. That's what it boils down to. There we go. See? The more you know. Did it learning with Tig Whippies. And you thought this was just gonna be without Will, just this typical me and Chris waffle on about Doomstream. <laughs> Which is a very interesting thing. Yeah. First and foremost. I don't know if Doom One falls under public domain yet. But the thing is there's been a lot of copyright. A lot of I mean, Wolfenstein isn't isn't Wolfenstein just oh. Doom? So, okay. So, this is very interesting. Wolfenstein, initially there was another game called... Uh, I think it was Return to Castle Wolfenstein? Something like that. It was something Castle Wolfenstein. Um, and they loved the name of it. And some of the premise of it. Uh, it was a stealth game, I believe. And it was like a 16-bit like a game. Uh, why are you looking at me like that, Bella? You look sad. Hmm. I'm going to talk about fighting Nazis, and I think she just is confused because I'm not giving her attention instead of talking about how to fight Nazis with code. Um, so, the copyright for the name of Wolfenstein was not public domain for a little bit. And the game got delayed because they were waiting for the copyright to go free. 
Uh, however, 1997, they released Doom and Doom 95. Uh, the source code, they released it as public domain. So, the classic id boys released all of that public domain. What fucking badasses. Sorry, I'm creating a meme. It's very important that I get this meme created. Very. It's very, it's very interesting because like Photoshop, for example, they, anything you create in Photoshop is owned by you. They can never claim what is made, but the file type they can claim you on because it's a, a proprietary algorithm. Uh, PSD, which is Photoshop document, they can claim you on. Very strange. Enjoy that picture, Chris. I'm, I'm tweeting it out. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> to be honest, it's very true with me and you. It's how we, how we are. When, when Will's on the show, we're complete and total... Fucking lunatics. Lunatics. Rabid. Oh man, there's some shit I have said on this podcast that just does not compute, hold water, fucking anything. We have records of me saying some really wild shit. Same here. But you know what? I don't ever want to take that down simply because it is indication that there is transformation in a person. Like, yeah, okay, I said that shit. Hold me accountable. I'm I'm also a caricature a lot of the times. Like True. the J the James on this show isn't normally is sometimes is the James you will meet in person. A lot of the times is the James you won't meet in person. Yeah. Like, you always like to make sure that at least you're playing the side that doesn't have the voice. So like when on here you're just being an asshole, like as a character. But it's, it's a, also sometimes you're playing the voice of not the nice person. Yeah, somebody needs to be, somebody needs to, like, have the voice of discontent sometimes. It, it's like any radio program you listen to. There's always the asshole that shock jock. Like, they're like, they're like there's, like, the, especially in the morning programs, like, there's always the one guy who's, like, the really weird and goofy guy. It needs to have that. It makes the show interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we'll tweet that out so everybody can enjoy that. All right, that's been tweeted. Sorry, needed needed to make that happen mid-show. Because everything is content. And that's another thing I think. Uh, don't monopolize your fun. Just as an FYI, yeah. it's completely left turn turn thing, but like, don't like. I have been speaking about games to play. I've been playing Football Manager, not for creating content, and I really enjoy it. 
Yeah. Not having to create a video for it. Like, I love creating videos and doing the series and going on the trips with people through the stuff, but sometimes it's just nice to play the game and not feel pressured to make anything. Also, F1 stream later today. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm wearing the Williams polo. Oh, I think we've, uh, I think we've done it. I think we've done it. Everybody, do you guys feel satisfied? Done something, that's for sure. You guys feel satisfied? I think this has been a good show. Well, yeah, I wouldn't say it's like, I'm not saying it's in the top 10. But it's in top 20, I think. This is a top 20 show. Considering we've done like over like 300 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's the thing that's hardest to fathom is that there's been like over 300 of these true scares the shit out of me all right folks thank you all fury both audios were here since oh, my yeah. book yeah i remember i made sure <laughs> to press the button this time so chris was actually you could hear him and it wasn't like yeah my strange one-off talking to somebody also like i'm getting a weird reverb by the fact that i have an open can in front of me and it's like annoying me, but that that's a me that's a me problem, not a you problem. That's a me problem. <laughs> but yes, this has been this has been a good show. Like I said, top top uh top twenty. I'd give it a top twenty. Which I'd is... I'd give it a number between one and not one. <laughs> <laughs> give it a number between one and three hundred. Yeah. <laughs> You know what it's not, though? It is not the Fifty Shades of Grey board game. This is true. That, this is very accurate. That, right. that, that moment is pure joy. And I don't think... Like I said, that's, that's, that's the high that you try to reach every episode. Like, that's the mm -hmm. benchmark for me. Like, if we can reach that level of just pure anarchy and ecstasy, like, we've had a great show. Like, that's the bar. We said it so early, too. <laughs> True. So early. All right, folks. Everybody enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I will see you guys later. I'm sure Chris will stream at some point, whenever he feels like it, because, you know. Yeah, never, it's not noisy around here. It's not noisy. And also, because, like, it's still kind of summer. Yep. It's it, it hot. It's spicy. And also, we're in the middle of LARP season, so, like, my weekends are very sporadic. Mm-hmm. And it's only going to get worse uh, as the end of this month continues. Or a lot of times, I just can't be asked. But that's just me. That, yeah. That's a me thing, not a not a thing. Uh, trust me, Will <laughs> is on top of me all the time. And yes, I know I'm backlogged on uploading the podcast. I have to actually edit stuff. I may actually do it today. Well, generating AI images all day. I got to do some of that. I, I'm working on a um, a spooky card game. Spooky um, card game? Basically, yeah. It, you go up to a haunted mansion type thing. You have a bunch of shit you have to do. And uh, you got to follow the rules of the cards. And they change how you interact. Creepy, spooky skeletons up in your spine. So there you go, folks. Have a wonderful weekend. I will see you again soon. Hopefully you have a good one, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye! Oh, actually, we should do this for the ending. There we go. Bye!